Hey everyone, welcome to the Torn ACL Recovery Podcast. My name is Chris Arnold, and this is a short series podcast that follows my personal journey from ACL injury back to full strength. In it, I discuss the ups, downs, and everything in between in the days, weeks, and months after surgery. Hopefully this will help you in your own process to getting well after injury. Thanks for listening. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. In this episode, I want to cover a couple of context-related topics, one of them being a little bit of background about myself, my injury story, um, pre-operative exercises that I would recommend, and some of my experiences around that, uh, as well as the day of surgery itself. So coming full circle, uh, once again, my name is Chris Arnold. I am a 34-year-old cyclist, crossfitter, husband to a beautiful wife, Um, just really enjoying life out here in Denver, Colorado, always trying to be active, always doing things with, with friends. And, um, there's usually some sort of physical component, um, some sort of testing the body, um, and all those activities. Um, for me, my injury story starts out like a normal weekend. I was, uh, training for a cycling road race in California this spring. I had purchased a smart trainer over the winter and I was really ramping up my production and my numbers, um, on the bike itself. Um, I was still, um, in CrossFit. Um, I do a little bit less of CrossFit when I'm, when I'm training for the road. Um, but still in CrossFit, uh, had a great workout on a, on a Saturday morning. And then I decided to uh, play basketball with some of my friends on Sunday afternoon. Um, I've been a basketball player my entire life. I've, I've been someone who has, um, always been on teams, probably played hundreds and hundreds of games. I um, I love it. I love the sport. I love watching it, and I like playing it too. So, typical five on five basketball game at a at the rec league. I was bringing the ball down the court, um, dribble, hesitation, move, uh, which which means essentially um, I shifted my body to the right. I planted my right leg um, in preparation for a crossover, and I got crossed over. If you know what I'm saying. My right leg completely buckled. I fell over um, on the pain scale. We're talking 10 to 10, uh, white hot. Uh, I felt a, um, that moment happened so quickly, and yet it happened so slowly, if, if you know what I mean. I felt a, a slow, and in the moment, this, is, this has got to be, you know, milliseconds, but a tear. I, I didn't feel, I didn't hear a pop. I didn't feel a, a, a pop. I felt what was like a slow tear, you know, something was wrong. I hit the ground and I couldn't, I couldn't move my knee. I couldn't move my, my lower leg. Um, something felt really wrong. And, um, you know, I I wanted to believe it was, um, something less than it was. Um, I, I threw ice on it, but over the course of another seven to 10 days, I was extremely weak. I was, um, barely able to walk. Let's call it that. Let's leave it at that. Um, and it wasn't until really the second week when I was, um, you know, hobbling along, um, without too much difficulty. Um, but by that time I had already started the, the process of seeing the doctors. Um, I did eventually obviously get an MRI, which confirmed a complete tear of the right ACL as well as a, about a centimeter, um, lateral meniscus tear as well. So not the, not the report card any of us want to receive, but if you're listening to this, then you've probably received a similar report. 
and it totally sucks. Um, there's nothing that you can do to sort of get away from the fact that this is your life now. And, um, that's, that's a part of why we're doing this series though. Um, I, I kind of want to create a, a hub where someone could listen to multiple podcasts and, and go along with, with their own journey. Um, I think that could be pretty cool. It's not something that I've really found out there now. Um, and so whether or not your injury story really lines up with mine, it doesn't really matter. It's all about, it's all about ACL, the ACL tear and, and kind of what that journey ahead looks like. Before I go on too much more here, I want to touch on preoperative exercises. Uh, there are a couple schools of thoughts out there to, to do it versus to not do it. Um, in my experience, and given that I had a, a complete ACL tear with a minor meniscus issue, um, I decided to go forth with uh, pre-op exercises. I really think that it's extremely important, not only mentally, but physically, to get back to your best self um, as quickly as possible before you have to have surgery. One of the biggest things that came out of that for me was just the, the mental aspect of knowing that I, you know, I still had strength or I could rebuild strength, um, feeling that process, even though it, it was quite different than, than where I am now, which is post-surgery. Um, I still went from, I couldn't even do a single revolution on, on my trainer, on my bike trainer to the, you know, the, the partial res revolutions to, okay, I finally get it, got it a few times today. You know, I went through that entire process in the span of three and a half weeks. And, uh, that, that was really important for me to feel how that felt, um, uh, before really doing it again after surgery. And, you know, one of the biggest things about pre-op is, is also making sure that your knee is the strongest it can be. Um, if you go into surgery, um, you know, let's say it's three, four, five, six weeks after injuring your knee, um, and you haven't really done much with it, it's going to atrophy. And, that was maybe one of the most shocking things for me being a cyclist, having stronger quads, uh, two weeks after I tore my ACL, uh, my knee was, was, uh, excuse me, my quads were, were drastically different in size. Um, that spooked me a lot. So that really prompted me to, to do something to get back at it. Um, for me, I stuck to cycling 30 to 45 minutes a day, you know, 10 to 15 miles each time, slowly building up the strength, slowly building up the resistance and the, um, and, and the Watts being pushed there. If you are, uh, if you're kind of a, a numbers nerd and, and, and know what I'm talking about there. Uh, but then I was just doing basic band work, uh, air squats, leg raises, um, quad sets. These are things that you're going to hear about if you haven't heard about them already, but, uh, extremely important to me at least. And, uh, you know, you can make that call for yourself, but, Pre-op exercises, not only, again, mentally um, starts to fortify you for the process ahead, um, prepares you for that process ahead, um, but then also literally helps you regain strength. Um, let's get the knee as strong as possible before the surgery is, is really where my head was at. So finally on this episode, I want to end with the day of surgery. Um, my day of surgery is probably not unlike many people's day of surgery, but I want to point out a few things to, to keep in mind. Um, number one, I was re I, I was reading so much, uh, up to the day of surgery. I'm someone that is a seeker. I need to know everything, uh, before I, I go into it. Um, so I'm, you know, I'm reading blogs, I'm downloading PDFs. I'm trying to understand 
um, what I'm what I'm up against and 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 we you know what the next week is going to be like at, at the very minimum um, day of surgery it's it's obviously super important to um, have eaten a, a good meal the day before um, make sure that you're you're not starving yourself um, and or, or on the opposite end of the spectrum eating really terrible the day before that's only going to make your experience worse um, so don't go out and you know slam a giant cheese pizza and throw down three beers um, you know, I'd recommend a, a higher carbohydrate diet. You know, if you're going in for surgery the, the next morning, um, you're not going to really be eating too much for, you know, maybe, maybe 24 hours, depending on how you feel after surgery. So high carbs, um, make sure that it's, it's a, it's a meal that can sustain you through uh, a lot of downtime into the next day. You know, like I said, you're, you're probably going to be a bit out of it. Um, but just, just don't skimp the day before and don't eat terribly the day before. Another really important aspect of the day of surgery is just having all of your, um, all of your gear and all of your stuff together. So like I said, I'm, I'm a seeker. I, I want to know what I'm going to need ahead of time. And, and that was probably one of the biggest pieces of advice that I gathered from the internet before um, jumping into surgery, which was get your station set up, you know, make sure you have a a leg lift available, you know, make sure you have a, a table where things are going to be set. Make sure you have, um, the ice packs or ice cuff or the ice man machine, whatever you're going to go with there, make sure you have all of that just ready to go. It's all set up. So literally you come home, you go right to the couch, you go right to the bed and, and that's going to be your resting place for, for literally the next few days. Um, don't find yourself don't find yourself getting home um, with with a bunch of loose ends. That's just going to make life pretty miserable on on top of an already tough situation. Um, which brings me to my next point of just make sure that you have someone there with you the first few days. Um, my wife has been amazing throughout this this journey, and if I didn't have her there, I think um, this would have been. 10 times worse. So whether that's a mom or a dad or a girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, wife, good friend, um, just make sure that you have someone there taking care of you because it, it really is kind of a full-time, uh, full-time Butler service there for the first couple days. Um, you know, I know that there are these stories out there where people are walking on day one and, and all of that. And, and that's great. You know, more, more kudos to you, but, um, that, that was not my situation. And, um, I wouldn't count on it being your situation either. You know, maybe you, you can be pleasantly surprised if, if that is the case, but make sure you have a good support system around you. That is, that is far and away, uh, one of the biggest pieces of advice I can give on the day of surgery, you know, plan on, plan on going in, checking in, you'll probably do your paperwork for, a, for a couple, uh, couple minutes. Um, I think I had to get there two hours before my procedure, uh, for I'll call it the common ACL repair. You know, it's, it's the general, you know, throw your clothes in a bag, get the gown on, go ahead and get the, um, conversations underway with the, the various people that are going to be helping. Um, I had to make some deci- decisions around, um, some of the IVs and some of the drugs they were giving me for, um, some allergies I had. So, you know, all, all important questions to get correct. You know, they asked me a million times, you know, right knee, right knee, right knee. And, um, and, and then we were underway as a side note, I have, you know, I have, I have tattoos. I, 
Um, I'm very active. I've been injured many times, but um, I do not, and I'll repeat, I do not like IVs. Something about IVs really freaks me out. It, it gives me a vagal response. And when that IV finally, when I felt that go in, I, you know, I was hot, I was sweating. They had to throw me on some oxygen for two or three minutes to, to chill me out basically. Um, and that's kind of when the anesthesiologist came over and gave me a little shot of some light sedative and, and I was cool after that. But um, just be prepared for whatever, you know, you think y- your, your weird things are, you know, for me, that's a weird thing. And my wife doesn't understand that at all. And frankly, they didn't understand that at all, seeing all of my tattoos, but um, you know, think about those things ahead of time, maybe even let them know, Hey, this, this X, Y, Z is going to make me feel weird, or I, I'm not sure about this, or I'm scared or I'm nervous. Um, don't be a tough guy <laughs> and, and, and try to, um, you know, kind of go through this without really communicating with anyone. Um, that's the last thing you want on the day of the surgery. After, after surgery, I, you know, I, I really don't remember much. I, I woke up, I was in a recovery room for a bit and, um, I think I was probably, um, in and out of, of lucid conversation. Um, my, my wife was there, my, my dad was there and, um, I don't remember too much of that situation. Honestly, I felt great. <laughs> Honestly, I felt really good. I was like, you know, this isn't going to be too bad. All right. You know, kind of riding high, um, right before I was completely under, you know, I got a, a nerve block, um, that blocks the, the in my case, the top of the knee, um, all the way down the leg. And so, you know, I wasn't really in too much pain. I was, I was coming off of anesthesia. I wasn't feeling nauseous. Thankfully, I've never felt nauseous through this entire process, um, with, with regards to drugs. Um, and so I got sent home and, you know, like I said, got plopped right on the, on the couch in my, in my position. And, and we were on the, the clock was ticking in terms of post, um, post-surgery recovery. So, for you, uh, if you're if you're on your way to to surgery, go ahead and and start thinking about those big picture items. You know, what do I need? Um, what's going to sustain me? You know, fill up the fridge, um, get get a number of ice packs ready to go. Um, I do highly recommend uh, uh, the the Don Joy Ice Man or any kind of ice sleeve. Um, there were there have been a few times when that has been crucial to my comfort. Um, so just make a checklist and, and, and kind of go in prepared. That would be my biggest recommendation. And then, and then just being prepared to have a lot of downtime in the days that follow. So thanks for listening to this first episode. Uh, I'm going to cut it off there and, um, leave it at that. Let me know if you have any questions and good luck with your first day.